Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. It's time to go inside. Inside the stats. Inside the game. Inside the mind of Al Eshback. Hello! Can anybody hear me? It's Inside Sports on 98.1 FM, WWLS, the sports animal. And I'm back at the Lucky Star in Concho. Going to be telling you all about it. Join us. Uh, new East Central baseball coach. Been a long time since I talked to him. Sonny Galloway. Sonny, how are you? Been a while. It's, it's been a minute, Al. It's been a minute. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> well, I uh, appreciate you coming on. Uh, uh, we got... Let, let, let's first, I want to talk about a lot of things with you, Sonny. Let's talk about the 1994 magical season, the last time OU won a national championship in baseball. And uh, I got to be really uh, get to know all you people. And Larry Koshel hadn't even dug out me and John Rohde. And uh, yeah, what, 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 yeah, remember that? I remember you trying to take batting practice even. I Are did, yeah, one day. Yeah, Larry, let me take batting practice. That. Yeah. Never I mean, forget that. What, <laughs> uh, uh, what, and you were assistant then, and Vern Rule, I mean, it was, it was, it was, wasn't it sort of a magical trip? Yeah, that, that, that really is the perfect word for it. You know, we talk about Sooner Magic, but that was a magical trip. That journey uh, with, like you said, Vern Rule, and Larry Koshell, Pat Harrison, and myself, and those 27 unbelievable baseball players. Al, I remember in the super, I remember in the regional, you having a room there at the uh, Red Lion and having like Ryan and Damon Miner on your show in one yeah, of your weeks. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And you just, you just knew with Ricky Gutierrez, our great uh, All Big 12 Player of the Year, or he was Big Eight Player of the Year. Now we're dating ourselves out. That was the Big Eight. <laughs> Ricky Gutierrez, right? So I, I'm recruiting, uh, and we've signed his son, believe it or not, to come to ECU. I talk to Ricky all the time. Wow. He, uh, yeah, what a great player he was. Yeah. But you're right. It was magical, Al. It just, everything started to click. And you know that you've got to be good, you've got to be hot, and you've got to be lucky to be on that magical ride. And I, I'm, I'm just thrilled. I am thrilled to be watching the Sooners go through that right now. I'm thrilled for the center fans. I'm thrilled for Skip and the players because we know what that feels like. I, I, I've, I've been blessed. I've been to Omaha four times. Al, three is an assistant, one is a head coach, and got to dogpile as a national champ. And there aren't very many men getting to wear a national championship ring, ring around. It's very rare. They've got a shot. Well, and I, I remember guys like Kenny Gajewski talking trash in the dugout. Remember Kenny? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, oh Kenny, he was still working on a little bit of a stutter for those people that don't know. But he, he was wanting to, he was wanting to give Cliff Gustafson a hard time from the dugout, and he was yelling to lift. So we were giving Kenny a hard time. But 
you know what? Just we just had the uh, the women's college world series. Congratulations to Patty, a wonderful lady. I had the pleasure to work with her, and I couldn't be more happy for her. So I got a shout out to Patty. But you know what? You go to that world series, you got you got Tim Walton, the pitcher of record in the national championship game. You got Kenny Gajewski, a member of that team. You got Eric Thomas, the starting left fielder, as Tim's assistant at Florida. You had three of our national champs right there on that field competing against and in the same tournament as our outstanding Oklahoma Sooners. And, of course, Patty Gasso's son, JT, is at East Central University. He went to East Central University out, played baseball there. So a lot of ties in there. So it, uh, it was a magical time. It was a wonderful time. And you're right. We just, But i got to mention this guy. You know, I, I've mentioned Chip Glass, MVP in 94. Center fielder. Center fielder for you. Center fielder. MVP. Uh, Ricky Gutierrez was the MVP of the Big Big Eight, okay? But uh, I'll tell you the guy that was, was the foundation. Listen to this career. People don't talk about this enough. Rich Hill's our shortstop. Four-year career, started all four years at shortstop from his freshman to his senior year, went to Omaha three times, Al, and won the national championship. He was our shortstop in 92, 94, national champ, and when we went back in 95. That career, my friend, will not be the most outstanding career of any player to wear, wear the jersey. Well, and what's Rich doing these days? I loved Rich Hills. What's, he, Rich, what's Rich doing? Rich still develops young people. He works with them in the summer, and, you know, Rich, he's very modest. He played pro ball for a while, and he came back. I had him as my volunteer assistant at OU until I left. And he just is an outstanding clinician, an outstanding coach. And I've always said, I've told him, Rich, you could coach college baseball anywhere. He is, he, he helps a lot of young people through lessons and clinics and then coaching in the summer. That, I mean, that's really cool. And then 95, I remember, if I remember right, you got beat. Larry Drew beat you in like the eighth and ninth inning with a home run. You get beat by Florida State. <laughs> And and then yep. a great game by Redmond, and then probably and probably Larry would probably agree, or maybe I don't know if you'd agree or not, but you probably should have thrown Ortiz in the second you game. You, you, you threw Ryan Miner, and you got beat by UCLA. <laughs> you got it. You you got the memory. You got the memory of an elephant, or you went back and read up because you got that. No, tag. I remember that. That was great. Okay. That was a great time for me, Sonny. I mean, you know, you know what? That, yeah, that was one of the great times. My journals got it was so much fun. Well, here, here's my memory. I'm going to talk about what you just said, but I'm also going to throw this in because I've got a great memory. I remember listening to Al Ashback back in 1994 when we won the national championship, and then we went back. We were ranked in the top five the whole year in 95 and i remember al ashback saying because the cowboys were really really good back then we all know that with gary ward and i remember al ashback saying the tide might have turned here a little bit about who's going to have the best baseball program and that was saying a lot because kudos to gary ward and his cowboys and how great they were for such a such a long time nothing but respect for coach ward i love him dearly but hey going back to that we had mark redmond on the mound he never needed a closer he finished every game he started so here we are. We got a we got a one run lead. We got one out. They got one guy on. We're playing Florida State. I remember being on the top step, just saying, "Hey, roll it over right here. Roll it over." You know, we got Aaron Reza. We got some good players. Roll a double play, and we're done. 
And next thing you know, their nine-hole hitter, J.D. Drew, left on left, left-handed hitter, Mark Redmond, left-handed pitcher. He goes oppo bomb. And when that ball left the yard, I just remember being dazed, thinking, we just got beat. That was a walk-off. We just got beat because we had it. You know, we had it. And if we won that game, good chance we would have repeated. We had to play USC. I don't know if you remember this, but you're right. We started Ryan Miner instead of Russell Ortiz. Russ had a great big league career. Ryan moved over to third base and eventually took Cal Ripken's place. So his shoes and his glove are in the Hall of Fame. He jokes that he's in the Hall of Fame all the time. But uh, I remember Ryan Miner throwing a pitch to the great Jeff Jenkins, who played in the big leagues, Al. And it was, it was almost like a pop-up. Ryan threw the pitch and then pointed in the air like he was going to help his outfielders where the ball was. The only problem was the ball continued to go over the center field fence. And I remember I remember watching the video and laughing afterwards. I didn't think it was funny at the time, but I told Ryan, I still tease him, he's the only pitcher I know that calls the home runs as soon as they leave the bat. So it was a magical time. Talking to Sonny Gallo, how about Bucky Buckles texting him this week, uh, the, uh, the, the announcer on ESPN, saying oh, something, yeah. Bucky. Yeah. What a piece of work yeah. he was, wasn't he? Yeah, Bucky, I tell you what, Bucky was just a spare. He was just a special, rare, rare talent. You know, we got him out of San Diego Mesa. I tried to get him to go play for my Alaska team, but he had to stay and go to summer school. And the true story is he was going to Arizona State. And that was back when you could bring in a guy at semester, believe it or not. And we got that guy at Christmas. What a Christmas gift we got, you know, because he couldn't get into – any of the colleges there at Arizona State, we got him into OU. He had enough credits, and, and the rest was history. That guy could take a nap until the seventh inning and go out and pitch for you and close in the eighth and ninth and be money. But he just had that special, I'm coming at you. You're not going to beat me. And, you know, it wasn't just off-the-chart stuff. It was just what he was made of. And uh, I still remember, it's kind of funny, because now we've got all this NIL and everything, but, Bucky's dad knew he was going to sign pro, and he was up in the stands at the College World Series saying, selling T-shirts. Do you remember those T-shirts? Are you yeah. a Bucky's Buckles fan? <laughs> yes, I am on the back. <laughs> I said, he started the NILs way before the NCAA allowed it. <laughs> Let's keep on drifting down memory lane and Tony Sonny Galloway. Let me ask you, because I don't know if I, I – I'm sure I have, but when – the Larry Koshell thing happened, and I love Larry Koshell. And I, I, I don't think it was a racist bone in, 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 in Larry's body. And when the thing happened then, and he got suspended, then fired a couple of days later, what went through your mind? Well, just it, it was – I don't even know what went through my mind. Al, I mean, you know, I'm be, you remember, ESPN was everywhere, yes. and I see him all the time. You know, Shelly who's still with ESPN, you see all of the people that were there. And, of course, you know, now I listen to Kyle all the time uh, calling the College World Series, and he's become the main guy for the College World Series. And, you know, he's the one that said Larry said that. But all I remember is kind of being in shock. I remember walking Joe Dunnigan up the tunnel to talk to Larry and Joe, and I remember, you know, Larry apologizing, you know, if he did say it. I didn't get into all of that. I was just told by Joe Castiglione, you got 12 games to go. Coach them the rest of the way. And I knew we had to go. We had to get hot. We went 10-2 and two to finish that year to get in the NCAA tournament. And we got hot. Kelvin Sampson came over, rallied the guys, talked to them. It was a team effort. But what I do remember is being very, very sad. You know, I was just sad about 
the departure and how Larry stepped down, much like a great friend in Eddie Sutton. Eddie Sutton used to come over to Oral Roberts when I was there. And, of course, his son was helping Bill Self. And Eddie would Eddie and Patsy would send me articles, okay, from the from the Tulsa world and the Daily Oklahoma. They would send them like my grandparents in the mail and, you know, cut them out and send them to me. Al, they're such wonderful people. And Eddie gave me great advice one day. You know what he said? He said, Sonny, you've got a good job. I said, I do. And this was when I was at Oral Roberts. He said, yeah. You know what a good job is? I said, what's that, coach? And he said, at the end of the year, when your athletic director pats you on the back and says, good job, that's when you know you got a good job. And he said, your athletic director will always do that as long as you stay at Oral Roberts. And young people need to understand that. Don't be in a hurry to move all the time. I think I made that mistake, leaving OU to go to Auburn. But you learn from those and you just move on. But it, uh, it was a rough time, the, thing, the whole thing with the co-shell, because Larry, Larry is a wonderful man. He is, and he's not, like you said, not a racial bone in his body. Um, I knew that he was taking some medication for his heart, and I just don't know. I wasn't there when anything, I didn't hear anything, so I, I just wasn't pervy to what was and wasn't said. You, when, when you left OU, you said your agent said he, there were a couple of jobs, Auburn, a couple other jobs out there, and uh, what, what pushed you out of, out of OU? Well, I, and I'm going to just set that straight. You know, we've never just flat put it out there. Um, you know, I was told if I come back to OU and help Larry Cochelle, I was going to get the job. I was told that point blank. And I, I did it. I, I turned down the Kentucky job. Rob Walton, the pitching coach at Oklahoma State, and I were going to go to Kentucky. And uh, then Larry calls me and says, I don't want you to go to Kentucky. I need your help. And I'm a loyal person. And I'd still be coaching high school if Larry hadn't given me a start. And so Larry started putting a package together, and Al, he gave me part of the bat contract as an assistant coach. I got part of the head coach's bat contract. And Joe put a lot of money on the table. I was the highest-paid assistant in the country if I came back and helped Larry Cochelle. And, you know, the words were, if you'll help me help Larry be able to go out in winter and drive off into the sunset in retirement, I won't look for anyone else to be the head coach. Exact words. And I said, okay, fine. I thought I fulfilled my side of it. I couldn't control what was or wasn't said with Larry Cochelle. But even when we weren't in a position to go to a regional, that my first year back, we finished second in the Big 12. And Ray Hayward did a wonderful job. And Larry let Ray go. And I think that's one of the two mistakes that Larry made, you know, was saying whatever he said and then, two, letting Ray Hayward go. I, I didn't agree with that decision. I still don't. Ray had the lowest ERA of OU's, like, 10-year history at that time. And Ray's a good man and he's a great alum. And that created a lot of turmoil a lot of turmoil and when he let Ray go. And so it was just a tough time. And then when I wasn't given the job like I was promised, and then here comes Gene Stevenson, and then there goes Gene Stevenson. And now they come and they ask me, and you remember at the press conference, I mean, at Gene's yep. press conference, we got Barry Switzer, we got Sherry Cole, we got Bob Stoops, we got Al Ashback, we got everybody. Now four days later at Sonny's, press conference and you know i don't even know if we had three people in the room and i understand but that's okay someone asked me do you mind being second choice and i said no i was probably my wife's second choice and that worked out pretty good so we just put our head down and went to work but it was a rough time but in the back of my mind i was hurt from that because i didn't feel like uh, i was treated right at that time and then really the the straw that broke the camel's back for me was 
we were given a $3 million donation by a really good friend of mine. And all he wanted was a caboose out in left field. Uh, his good friends got one down at Texas State, if you want to look it up on the Internet. And it was just going to be a caboose out on the berm. And it was going to be pretty cool for recruiting to say who it was. And we needed three million to continue what we were doing. Al, I went to four Super Regionals in eight years. Four in eight years. We went to the NCAA tournament every year. We were ranked nationally every year. We went to Omaha in 2010 and should have really won it because Jackie Bradley Jr. was struck out. I don't care who says what. Go look at the tape. And we were close. You know, they went back-to-back South Carolina. But we had them beat in the first game, and I thought we had them beat in the third game. But they went on and won two titles. So we were so close every year. But we were getting sent to – we were getting sent to LSU. We were getting sent to South Carolina. We were getting sent to all these SEC schools. And we needed this money to upgrade our facility. And when I was told we couldn't have it because the dorms were not paid for, the money had to go towards the dorm, Headington Hall, because it wasn't done. I, that upset me because our players weren't staying. You know that. The guitarists in the hills and those guys live in apartments. Baseball players live in apartments. They're getting ready to go out in minor league baseball. It's good training for them. And football players like living closer to the football stadium. I get that. But Headington Hall wasn't a game changer for us. We needed to improve our baseball facility. And when we weren't allowed to, that was that was finally the, the straw that broke the camel's back. I called Jimmy Sexton, my agent, who, of course, has Nick Saban and everybody in the world, and, and said, Jimmy, let's, let's make a move. And he said, where do you want to go, Auburn, Georgia, or USC? And I said, well, not for a minute. I said, put them in alphabetical order, and that's how we'll go. And he said, Auburn it is. And next thing you know, I was signing a contract with Auburn three, three days later. You know what I always heard, Sonny, that the baseball pra- uh, program at OU is fractured between the Seymour guys, then the Cochell guys. I don't know what happened when you were there. Is it true that the program was fractured in, in, in di- into divisions? It, it still is, 100%. 100%. Um, Enos Seymour didn't care for Larry Cochell. Enos Seymour's longtime assistant, Stan Meek, who's a fine man, got the job for, for half the year. You know, Enos stepped down at Christmas, if you go back and you look at history. He stepped down at Christmas. Well, Stan ended up, Stan Meek took over, and they finished dead last behind Iowa State. And Donnie Duncan, the AD back in the day, you know this, we're old school. Donnie Duncan and John Underwood wanted to make a move. So they went out and they got Larry Cochell from Cal State Fullerton. Well, that, that right there is going to fracture the seymour Cochelle group. That's going to do it every time. You know, when you don't feel like your assistant got a fair shake that you had there for 17 years. And so that would have been no different than if Tom Holliday hadn't been able to stay very long at Oklahoma State after being Gary Ward's assistant forever. He got at least three or four years, right? This guy, got Stan Meek, only got a few few months. He got one spring. So Enos was never going to like Larry or anyone associated with Larry. And then when Larry fired Ray Hayward, that was like firing Enos' son. And they wanted to blame me for that. Like I wanted Ray out so that I would get the job. I was not fearful of anybody being in line to get the job except me because I was very confident in my abilities and I knew that I could coach. And I already had head coaching experience at Oral Roberts. So that is the false narrative to say that I wanted Ray out of the picture. Ray Hayward's a good man. He's a good coach, and he should not have been fired in my mind. But Larry is the boss. And I remember on the radio show you said, 
hey, last time I checked, the head coach is in charge of firing the assistants, not the assistant coach when everybody was blaming me. You remember this time. And so it's real simple. That fractured it more. But the worst mistake in my mind is when Joe Castiglione put Ina Seymour on the search committee. And Ina Seymour sat right in the room with me, looked right at Kirby Holcutt, the athletic director at Texas Tech right now, and he said, Kirby said, Enos, if Sonny's given the job, will you support him? And he said, 100%. 100%, I'm for the Sooners. Those were Enos Seymour's exact words. But Enos knew who he was going to go get, and it was a man by the name of Gene Stevenson. That's how Gene Stevenson got involved, through Enos Seymour sitting on the search committee. And, you know, there's a lot of guys that were on it, Casey Bookout, and a lot of people that can verify it. What I'm telling you is probably a little bit of a – a little bit of the feature that's going to be on in my book. It's uh, Fire and Brimstone. I'll go ahead and publicize, uh, give it some pub right now. It's going to be a great read, and you're going to be in there, so you're going to want to read it too. But I've been through some storms, and I've weathered them. I've come out okay. But how bad is the NCAA's sense of humor, Al, when in my first year as the head coach after all of that, they, they send Wichita State to our Super Regional. And we, I mean regional, and we have to beat them twice. And you remember in 06, we did it with Daniel McCutcheon and a great group of players. We did it with Russell Raley and those guys. So, you know, it's been tough, and it'll never be completely healed between the coach shell, Seymour. I got caught in the middle of that, but that's why I'm here to tell you I'm going to support Skip Smith. Um, I talked to him. uh, Skip Johnson. I talked to him, and right before they went in their last weekend, and and I said, Skip, I said, you guys think you're going to be able to hold on to Tate Horton? He said, yeah. I said, boy, you better rethink that because he's special. You know, he is really special. And I think he's the one making the difference right now more than anybody, of course. But um, you've got to support who's there. If you're going to be a Sooner fan, you've got to support who is in that position and let the administration make their decisions. I mean, that's our job. That's our job as former coaches. And so you'll never hear me say anything bad about the coaching staff at OU. In my public, and my, uh, my my the the way I go about it publicly has got to be in a representation that's good for our university. I might have personal feelings, but they shouldn't be out there. But in the past, those guys have let it be everywhere. You remember the article when we played Oklahoma State in Tulsa? Enos had a huge article in the Tulsa World that John Hoover wrote. I will never support OU baseball as long as Sonny Galloway's there. So what happens? Everybody associated with Enos Seymour doesn't want to have anything to do with me. And that was a big, big group of men. When you think about Bobby Witt, when you think about Ray Hayward, when you think about Armstrong. Yeah. How about Joe Joe Simpson? I mean, that guy, he doesn't miss an opportunity to dog me on the radio. So, and I've never met him. And there's a lot of people that say ill things just because of that article where Ian Seymour just said he would never support me as long as I was the head coach. And I can't imagine Larry saying something like that, me saying something like that, or, you know, anybody, you, you need to move away and you need to let, let them do their thing. And hopefully that's something I definitely did because I'll always be a center at heart. And I'll always now be an ECU tiger at heart. I'm going to support the people that I love and that I care about. Can you say one more segment to uh, Sonny? Absolutely. We're having fun. We're just getting started. Absolutely. We're going to go back with Sonny Galloway right here. 
Lucky Star in Concho. We back it. We do this. This is unbelievable. I think uh, uh, absolutely. We're gonna go back with Sonny Galloway <laughs> right here. Lucky Star in Concho. We back it. We do this. This is unbelievable. I think so. Al's live and local until 8. 98.1 FM. WWLS, the sports animal, is on everywhere, anywhere, and anytime. Listen on thesportsanimal.com. Tell Alexa and Google to play WWLS, the sports animal. And listen on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Odyssey apps. And, of course, we're always on the radio dial at 98.1 FM and 9.30 AM. The Sports Animal, streaming to wherever you are. Driven by Valvoline. Instant oil change. Quick. Easy. Trusted. Check out Pop Culture Con at Remington Park happens this weekend. Celebrity guests, pro wrestling legends, live music, family-friendly event. Matt Meyer broadcasting with The Bottom Line tomorrow, 11 until 1. For more information and tickets to Pop Culture Con at Remington Park, visit their website, okcpop.com. More with Al Lashback, next on The Animal. Well, you can have your gold and your diamonds, too. All I want is a ring dangle. Well, I've Back been here at Lucky Star in Concho. Talking to Sonny Galloway, former OU head baseball coach with Auburn head coach, Oral Roberts, uh, now at East Central. Let me ask you, Sonny. I read Barry Trammell's column uh, that he wrote on you. I got pretty emotional about it. Uh, you lost your, your wife Charlotte in uh, last August, and how difficult has that been for you? Well, it, it, uh, thank you for for mentioning Charlotte. Charlotte, you know, Charlotte was just a special lady. Charlotte never said a bad word about anybody. I mean, about anybody, and uh, she was just. She's just a wonderful lady. She was a unicorn. I was married to a unicorn. I tell people that. And I was blessed. And, you know, Toby Keith and I, of course, are good friends. And Toby would always tease me and say, yeah, everybody loves Charlotte. Nobody liked you. And I said, that's okay. And so it, it, was, it was a tremendous loss. And I uh, I wasn't proud of myself. I didn't get out of that bed for seven months. I mean, I, I had adult kids. And she wouldn't have been proud of me. I wasn't proud of me. And I did friend John O'Dell, the president of Fellowship of Christian Athletes, called me one day and said, ECU job's going to be open and arguably you know, one of the worst programs in the state. I mean, we don't shy away from that, but you're not what you were yesterday. You, you are what you are today and what you are tomorrow. And we're going to be champions, and I'm going to build a program through the love of the people at ADA. And I had no interest at first, and I just kept meeting really dynamic, cool people. And I'll just sum it up. Hey, Chucky Caulfield's from ADA. If, if people in Ada are like Chucky Caulfield, that's where I want to be because Chucky was a great one, right? And and that's what I found through my friend John O'Dell and his love and Fellowship of Christian Athletes and other people. John Hargrave, we've got a brand-new president on campus named Wendell Godwin, and he is a dynamic human being, and I'm just so blessed to be there. I'm blessed to be there. Only won four games last year. Al, you could have coached them to four wins by golly. 
And so <laughs> we got nowhere to go but up, okay? And that's that's why I'm there. Thank you for mentioning Charlotte, but the people in Ada are going to try to they're going to try to help me heal. And I didn't shy away from the fact that I was broken because of that loss. Let, let, let me ask you something, Sonny. I, and you said that, that you felt that you treated people bad in the past. You know, it's kind of crazy. And I've always had a great relationship with you. And, and, and I never heard anything bad from any of the people that I knew of that era. But later on, from some of the players that – that maybe played under you in the head coach. I heard stories. I didn't know if to believe it or not. So can you go? Did you did you feel you treated people bad or go back and 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 and, and in life? Because you were great to me. You came spoke to my journalism class, and I mean, so I I I had a hard time believing some stuff. But go ahead. Well, here was some of the deal, and and I'll use this this one for an example. Uh, when we had John Gray and Dylan Overton, I mean, both of them are first-round draft picks. Both of them are dynamic Oklahoma pitchers, and both projected to go in the first round. Well, Dylan Overton got hurt that year. John moved to the forefront. I was probably too too hard on Dylan. I really was. I was probably too hard on Dylan Overton as a, as a player that was kind of hurt and was moving from a first-rounder to a second-rounder and you know wasn't in the limelight like John Gray, and I could have handled it better. I could have, and I should have. And the thing about me is I'm not afraid to say, hey, I could have been better. And now I look back, and after losing Charlotte, that's what, I, that's what I tell people. I have the chance to be the best coach I've ever been in my life because I'm much more sensitive to what the student-athlete's thinking now. You'll get guys like Jackson Williams, a first-round draft pick catcher, Chucky Caulfield. You'll get guys like that that were there during that same time and say, coach, no, you were good to everyone that but, no, I could have treat, treated Dylan Overton better. That's one guy I know. And then there was other guys, you know, that, that just didn't do things right, and I demanded excellence. And so it, it, it ruffled some feathers. I get that. But Dylan came back to me three years ago, and he said, Coach, i got to talk to you. i got to apologize. I, I was negative on media about you. I shouldn't have done it. And I said, hey, you were a kid. Did I ever respond negatively on media to you? He said, no, sir. I said, I was an adult. And now you're an adult. You're a father. You're a good man. And so, you know, we have a great relationship now. We, we, we're on social media back and forth. We talk all the time. He's finally back in the U.S. pitching. He went to Taiwan last year. And he's such a humble guy. Here's a guy that pitched in the big leagues, and he's not afraid to go put up Christmas lights for a business during the winter. I think the world of Dylan over to now, but – you know what? Sometimes kids don't get it at the time, but they get it later in life. But I'll be the first to tell you, there's a lot of things I wish I could have done over. Sure, we all do. I'm just not afraid to admit it. Let, let me ask you. You got fired at Auburn. They said you violated NCAA. You wound up suing. You won won that. Tell what happened at Auburn in the two years you were at Auburn, Sonny. Just, just a bad fit, Al. A bad fit. I didn't mesh with the people there. Um, you know, I, I, looking back, you know, you, they offered me the the best contract. They matched the best contract in the SEC. It was a lot of money, and and I took it. But it was not a good fit. I'll just tell you that we did really well. We got ranked 17th in the nation our first year. The second year, we made it to an NCAA tournament. I brought in Tom Holiday as my pitching coach, but. There were too many good old boys around the program, and 
And, uh, you know, they were on their way out, and we were moving towards a new direction with a new pitching coach and Tom Holiday and stuff, and just wasn't a good fit. There were some other things that went on in some other sports that I'm not allowed to comment on that they got sued for also that I, I just didn't line up with the way things were going. And so long story short, it was time for me to leave, and that's why I do believe long-term contracts aren't the best thing for college coaches. I just don't believe they are because if I hadn't had a five-year you know, deal worth that kind of money. They owed me almost three million dollars, and for baseball, they don't want to pay that. They'll pay that in football, but they don't want to pay it in baseball. So then you end up getting accused of some things that aren't necessarily true, and you got to fight. Eight months later, when you're cleared, you're still not the baseball coach there. That's why I believe in shorter-term contracts, a better way of doing things, and. Um, you know, Tony uh, LaRusso was the one that told me that. He said he's always had a one-year contract. He said, if they don't want me here, I don't want to be here. And if I don't want to be at the Cardinals or somewhere else, South Whitefox, then that's where I'll be. And I think that's really good thinking if you're a confident employee. I mean, 90% of America has to work that way. Why shouldn't coaches? You know, it's crazy. And so maybe I'm wrong for saying that because football's getting into this crazy long-term locking up coaches forever, multi, multi, multi-million dollar deals. But I just don't think it's good for the sport of baseball. And in my, in my case, it hurt me. If we'd had a shorter term deal, I really think the administration would have come and said, Hey, look, you seem to not like it here. And I'd say, no, I don't, I don't agree with it. And we could have parted ways, but it wasn't meant to be. And you know what, when you look back now, Al God knew what he was doing because I had to bring Charlotte home. She was going to get pancreatic cancer shortly after that. And we were much better off to be around family and friends back home, people that could help me and comfort me and, and help me spend time with Charlotte. So, um, no real regrets there. It just didn't work out. And I made some great friends and Auburn Tigers. They've got a great program. They've got really good people there. Um, it was more administration. The president's not there anymore. The AD's not there anymore. A lot of the assistant ADs, they, they cleaned house on all of that and tried to turn it around. Let, let me ask you, OU's going to the SEC. Isn't that a sort of a different world, that conference? Oh, oh different animal, different animal. I mean, it just, uh, just I mean, Dansby, Swanson, you, you look at the players. And they're one year away from the big leagues, and they're all over the yard completely different animal i mean you know we beat florida on a friday and that guy hadn't lost in two years you know we went in and beat vanderbilt on on a, at their place on a saturday and that's saying something when you're just trying to start your program up and just to make the ncaa tournament it's very hard you got to understand the side that i was in the west in the sec there's six teams on each side Four of the West teams, four on that side, made it to the College World Series. They made up 50% of the College World Series. That's crazy when you think about it, Al. There's only six. And the teams that didn't make it are Mississippi State, who won it last year, and LSU, who is notoriously a powerhouse. So that's how difficult it is in the SEC. But I'm going to tell you, I, I believe that our centers can compete there. I do. I believe the Longhorns can compete there. I do. Patty's getting a new stadium, Love Field, and we'll be forced to do something with our baseball stadium because it's, it's going to definitely be the worst one walking into the SEC. We've got to upgrade it, and we will because we have to. And uh, it just won't measure up. And so those things will take care of themselves. I, I know there's a lot of naysayers saying, hey, it's not good for other sports, maybe for, 
football and, and softball, but I, I think everybody's going to do really well. It just you, you'll you'll raise your level of recruiting, you'll raise your le- level of competition, and clearly, we've got Big Twelve versus the SEC, you know, tomorrow with our centers right there. So, I think it'll be a good move. I think it'll be a really competitive and exciting move. And uh, you know, should we do it? Should we have not done it? Hey, I'm not pervy to that. There's a lot of smarter people in the room than me, so. They made those decisions. Now we're going. As Sooner fans, let's just be happy we're in it and go compete. Hey, tell me about the book you're doing. Well, I want to do a book, and you know what? Because you guys labeled me this way, Fire and Brimstone, Lightning Rod. What other names do you come up with? I'm not talking about Jim Traver names. We can't say those on there. But, <laughs> but you know what? Hey, I was a young Fire and Brimstone guy. I was, you know? My first AD used to joke with me and say, hey, coach, dead man can't talk. you got to quit shooting your players before you truly try to get an answer out of them. And I was. I was the young guy on the block going against all these Gary Wards and Larry Cochells and Norm DeBryans, and, oh, my gosh, I'd walk in with a chip on my shoulder, right? I'm not that guy anymore. But I've made that journey, Al. And, you know, losing my bride, getting fired at Auburn for the, you know, I I had three minor violations is all I was listed on when the NCAA finally concluded that. Bill Self will tell you, if you don't have three minor violations in one day, you're not working hard at recruiting, right? (laughs) So we worked hard at recruiting. We, We got after it. We did not do the things they said, but it just didn't fit. And partially that's my fault. You get fired, you can't be blaming everybody else. It's on you too. It was on me. And so I owe, I owe up to my shortcomings. I owe up to my mistakes, and, and I move forward, and I always will. So the book's going to be called Fire and Brimstone, and it's going to be the story of a, of a baseball coach, and it's going to be one heck of a read because there are some other things that took place in offices one-on-one that should have never been said that were, and there'll be a time and a place to talk about those things. And and they need to be revealed because it was it was not it was not it was not good. Before I let you go, how's our good friend Toby Keith doing in his battle against stomach cancer? You know what? Just battling his tail off, and it was tough. Uh, Toby Toby's close to Charlotte and I, and you know Toby FaceTimed Charlotte there in her last hour, and I was with him, and you know he had a hard time talking to her. Man, he broke down, and he didn't know that this was going to be diagnosed for him just a few months later. And yet it was, and, you know, I, I, I got upset about it when I first heard, but I really got upset when my buddy had to start canceling his tour because Toby will not cancel. He's a tough guy. And when he had to start canceling, I, I was concerned. But you know what? He's going to stay here. He's going to beat it. I just believe that he's going to beat it. I just believe that we're going to hear him, you know, and see him. And uh, he, he's just a good, he's a good man. He's just a good man. People that know him know that. I love him. And uh, he's going to stay with us. He's going to beat this. Hey, Sonny, great talking to you. Catching up old memories. They're great memories. And, uh, yeah. oh, hey, wish you the best at East Central. Really do, man. Uh, Keep in touch with me. Hey. I appreciate it. I'll stay in touch. And, hey, if, if, if Dean or Jim or any of those guys want to, barely want to give you a hard time about saying you can't hit, I was there the day you took BP. You made contact, all right? You <laughs> that's were right, right. there. Buddy. That's right. I made contact. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Good Thanks, Sonny. See ya. All right, baby. Sonny Galloway. Uh, I think a really interesting story there. Said a lot of interesting things. Uh, we're here at 
uh, a great place, Lucky Star in Concho, where uh, they got all kind of things going on. And uh, on Saturdays, Sweet Escape, $500 drawings uh, all day long right here at the Lucky Star. We're going to come back, take phone calls at our Lucky Star line, uh, 405-900-WLS. We back right after we do this. We're still live in local Oklahoma. I don't know if I can do a show now. <laughs> Stay with us. Hello, hello, hello. Call the sports animal and be a Johnny's charcoal broiler first time caller. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. All first time callers win a $25 credit on the free Johnny's app. Download the free app today. Johnny's, an OKC legend since 1971, with locations all over the metro. The sports Cosmos Q is where you want to be tomorrow. The barbecue bash, the summer barbecue bash. Right there, I-40 next to H&H Gun Range. 20% off all Cosmo Q's products tomorrow, all day. Win a smoker worth $2,400. Championship barbecue teams cooking all day. Come hungry, enjoy all the fun tomorrow. Matt Ravis is there, one to three. At Cosmo, Cosmos Q. Al Eshbeck, live from the Lucky Star Casino. Your phone calls, 405-900-WWLS. The Morning Adam. Morning Adam. No, but Gary Brent must be the guy who goes down and picks up the juice and cookies and all the snacks and stuff for camp. I saw somebody tweeting yesterday, he and his daughter ran into Brent in a store somewhere in the Norman area. Were they picking up yeah, juice and cookies? Yeah, that's a lie. That was a total lie. Th- that tweet was a complete yes, lie? Yes, that's a... <laughs> cat, you got catfished. Brent did not walk up and say, I want to buy your child a toy. No. Ah! You, Spinozzi is the catfishy. He will never know how to be the catfish. I felt good for being catfished in that particular situation. Okay. Someone's getting ready to break into that person's house and steal the <laughs> kitchenette set, and she's going to start a GoFundMe. If it happens, I'm, I'm going to go buy her another one. <laughs> the Morning Animals, weekday mornings, 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. on WWLS, The Sports Animal. Deep down in Louisiana, close to New Orleans, way back up in the woods among the evergreens. There's still the law cabin made of earth and wood. Where yeah. the country bar named Johnny right Oh, how you doing, Tony? I'm pretty good. Thanks for asking. We only have one more hour left. Bringing tears, you guys? Uh, yeah, I might need to get a bucket in here and make a mess. Catch all my get tears. Get a what? Get a bucket so I can catch all my tears. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to get a bucket of fried chicken. No, I need fried chicken, though. That sounds so good. Fried chicken's always good, isn't it? Oh, my goodness, yes. I mean, now... I've asked you before, are you a nugget or a fried chicken fan? Fried chicken. Same with me. Yeah. Same with me. The real thing. I mean, yeah. Got the bone and uh, it just... Uh, the crunchiness oh on the outside? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, that, that that does sound good, fried chicken, man. Uh, chicken is good. You Any will be- kind of chicken... You won't be having what? chicken tonight. You will not be having chicken tonight. I doubt it. I will not have chicken tonight. Right. Uh, tonight's going to be something light because I had lunch today. So. So heavy with the uh, chips and queso. queso. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, some people can really eat a, a big lunch. Did, I mean, they, did those guys put it away today at lunch? They put it away. Yeah, yeah, they put it away. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but it was talking to a lot of people. I didn't talk to, like you know, talking to Tinker Owens, seeing them today. Steve Owens, Ron Tripp, Stan Abel. That was great. And 
talking to Sonny Galloway, hadn't talked to him in ever, so that was really good. Really good interview, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. And you'll it'll be podcast at one time? Yes, I'm working on that now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to come back. We got one more hour. I uh, got like, all kind of things uh, to talk about. Uh, obviously, the the draft, you talked to the Thunder draft last night, uh, and uh, OU baseball playing for the national championship this weekend. Uh, it was great reminiscing with um, uh, Sonny Galloway. How about me taking batting practice, huh? He made contact. He he validated for it. He's, he's Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know how I did it now. I look back, but I did. Uh Okay, we're going to go back one more hour here at the Lucky Store in Concho. Uh, get the phones going. Let's talk. 98.1 FM to the Sports Animal. Live and local, local. One more hour here at the Lucky Store in Concho. Uh, get the phones going. Let's talk. 98.1 FM to the Sports Animal. Live and local, Oklahoma. More of Al Eshback. Call and we'll talk. Is next. WWLS Podcast. Hey, this is Jim Traber, and I'm inviting you to the Traberhood with the Julie and Jim Traber Podcast. My wife and I talk about marriage, family, food. You know I love some food, sports, and so much more. Listen now at thesportsanimal.com, and make sure to subscribe to the Julie and Jim Traber Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. The Julie and Jim Traber Podcast is proudly sponsored by Rob's Ranch. On demand and on your time. Listen now at thesportsanimal.com. WWLSFM, The Village, Oklahoma City, your home of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And the back. Back here at the Lucky Star. All our lines open. A lucky star line, 405-900, WWS. I'd like someone to talk about the draft. Uh, or what, we got on our, <laughs> what we got on our uh, text line? All right, this one comes from Bob in Cement. Al's interview with Sonny is among his greatest in years. He's the legend of sports radio. Wow, that's awful nice to say. That That's really nice. Really, really appreciate that. That was awesome, Al. Good interview. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I enjoyed, you know, you know me, when I live and talk with people that are not politically correct, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a different age, uh, Tony, and I really appreciate when you get people like that. And going into this interview, I knew it was going to be good. I told you that yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I had a feeling because Tony was going to, you know, so he's a guy that's not going to hold back and. Not be politically correct, and uh, you know I always got along well with Sonny. Sonny rubbed some people wrong, no doubt. Could uh, be writing a book, huh, Tony? Tony. And you're going to be in it, he said. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, I was in Mike Leach's book. That's one of the books. Not, not, not the one about Geronimo. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how you would fit into that story. That would be the question. No, he put me in the one book, and I forgot what what title one of the books he wrote, but it was about him, you know, hanging with me, drinking at Othello's with Barry Switzer. And uh, <laughs> uh, there, were, there were a few Switzer stories told today at lunch. I can tell you that, Tony. <laughs> 
And you reveal these uh, on the air? I can... cannot reveal oh. them on the air. My God. <laughs> That's a bummer. There's a reason he's nicknamed the king, right? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we had the the NBA draft. Now let's see what what goes forward with the Thunder. Uh, really, uh, I thought I liked two of the picks. One I did not like. It's that simple in my summation of the draft last night. But that's, it'll bring some excitement to Oklahoma City. I think that's, that's really great. And excitement, we, we're the flagship station, so excitement for for us right here at uh, on Sports Talk Radio. I mean, for us. So I think it's very, 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 very exciting. Lines open. Come on, let's talk. Uh, let's go to Brent. You're up, Brent. Hey, good evening, Al. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Doing well. Uh, great interview with Thank Sonny. It, it, it sounds you. like, you know, he's been through quite a bit, and, you know, but he's doing well, and uh, sounds like just a tremendous guy, you know it? Yeah, yeah great, getting a great chance at each Central, so... Uh, Gone through a lot with his wife, Charlotte, dying and everything, so I uh, uh, hope he d- can do well. Yeah. Well, moving on to the draft here. Uh, <laughs> so whenever they they switched it up on the first overall pick, and so we had the choice between the two guys, did, did you kind of – because you're kind of like me over the last two, two weeks or so, you've, you've – You've kind of come around on, uh, you know, on Holgram going brain dead. On Holgram, yeah, thank you on Chet, on Chet, and that I had two, and then whenever you got, you know, Smith Junior, which you could take. What, what were your thoughts at that my, point? My my, I, my my thoughts. I had, I would have been okay with Holgram, but I was almost kind of hoping they'd go with Smith. You know, I kind of had talked myself so much into. Holgram, I, I, I'm the I'm the same way. I so much took myself in the Holgram. It was like, eh. so I I wasn't really disappointed when they took him, but I go right. Well, kind of be needed. You got Jabari Smith. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting. Pretty much those two are linked in, in in Thunder fandom for eternity. You know. I mean, we're going to be, we're going to always going to be compared. No, you're right. You're, you're sure. right. And, and, and Sam Press is going to be linked uh, forever in, in basketball uh, laurels, le- legacies, whatever, about this draft pick. I mean, now, if, if, if they're all three good, no one's going to say anything. But if one's like Greg Oden and one's like Kevin Durant, boom, bingo, right? That's exactly right. And, and then with the rest of the picks, that's that's the frustrating. It just seems like we're in a rut with picking people that can't shoot, yeah. and it's it's almost like I don't know. But the game we'll the game has changed. You got to shoot the ball. The game has changed. Right. Got to be able to shoot three. And you got to give him credit because that's what he did with you know. I right. Chad. I exactly. I love the pick. I. Uh, the Williams kid, the Jay, I I like that pick. I didn't when I first heard it. Then when I researched it, I go, yeah, I I, I kind of like this pick. Yeah. All right. 
right. Okay? Well, stay cool out there. Take care. Yeah. See ya. It's Miguel. How you doing, Miguel? Hey, Al. How are you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. What's going on? Hey, so uh, I went to the uh, Andrea Bocelli concert last night at Paycom, and I only got to watch the first couple of pics uh, on my phone. So I saw that we took Chet Holmgren after we had a chance to take Safari Smith. As a season ticket holder, I'm a, I'm a little upset that we didn't take Smith. Um, however, my question is about the other two picks that uh, I believe we traded up to get the 11th pick. Is that right? Yes. To get we had the, the 12th pick? Yes. They, they traded three first-round picks for Yang and then picked the Jalen Williams kid 12 out of Santa Clara. Okay, so I, I haven't had a chance to look up either of those players. Can you tell me anything about them? Yeah, Dayang's an athletic uh, 6'10 guy, probably forward, uh, great athletic guy, can't shoot the ball a lick. Shot 27% from three-point range. So uh, he, he's a uh, dude out of so France. He's going to be a post player then. He'll be a, he'll be a, he'll be a, a, a post player, yeah. And then what, what did we get with the 12th pick? Uh, got a kid out of Santa Clara that at 12 that most people had going from 16 to 20-something. I like it. He shot 39% from three-point range, had a great camp uh, in uh, Chicago, a catch-and-shoot guy. I, I, I like that pick. Uh, I like that right. pick a lot. And then we also had, like, a the 32nd pick. Is that right? 34th I, pick. Same Jalen Williams out of Arkansas. I doubt if he makes the team. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I just wanted to uh, – yeah, no, I appreciate you taking my call. All right, like I said, I was at that concert last night, didn't get a chance to watch the rest of the draft. Okay. Um, so I was just curious as to what your opinion was yeah. uh, hey. on what we did after that. Hey, hey th- thanks, so, Miguel. I appreciate it. Take care. I'm, no, I Tony. appreciate you, Al. Thank you okay. very much. Tony, who do you see in concert? <laughs> oh, I knew you were going to remark. It didn't seem you much cared that he saw Andrea Bocelli last night. <laughs> okay. Can you tell me who Andrea Bocelli is? Um, this guy's, um, he's a, what, a 10? I, I don't know. He's one of these opera singer type guys. Okay. You know the, the chance of me going to see an opera type guy? Zero point. Zero. <laughs> oh, my Jim goodness. Jim was quite torn up that he was missing this show, by the way. Uh, you know what? Give, I want a great song. I'm, I'm going to let you pick it. Give me the Wander by Dion right now. This is a great song, right? It is a great song. It is a great song. Tony said, this is your biography. <laughs> oh, and I'm the type of guy who will never settle down. Where pretty girls are, well, you know that I'm around. I kiss them and I love them, cause to me they're all the same. I hug them and I squeeze them, they don't even know my name. Okay. They call me the Wanderer. I love this song. I mean, I do too. Right? It's got to move to it. <laughs> it's every man's dream song. <laughs> Why get married when you can do that?
Have a Rosie on your chest. <laughs> Rosie on your chest. Uh, oh, that is a great song, Dion. Uh, let's go to Nathan. You're up, Nathan. Hey, Al. How you doing? Good. How you doing? I'm doing well. Um, I could be better. I said, you see what Utah Jazz did today? They signed up. No. Cockburn and Johnny Chuzang. Um, those are two of the guys I just was hoping so badly last night the Thunder could get either one of them. You got the best center in college basketball, and everybody saw what Johnny Juzang did. And it's just, I don't know, mind-boggling that we're selecting this, you know, Williams out of Arkansas, who really hasn't done anything. And you've got well, well, se- second ra- well, Second-round draft picks hardly make a roster. So, right. second-round draft picks, the odds of making this roster are stacked against you, okay? So, right. Don't you like Cockburn and Juzang? I mean, don't you think those guys could, one of them, come in and probably contribute and be a heck of an NBA player at some point? No, not really. To be honest with you. Really? No. Yeah, really. <laughs> All right, Al. Well, have okay. a good one. Take care. See ya. Uh, let's get another Nathan. You're up, Nathan. Hey, Al. Go ahead. How's it going? Yeah, what's that? Good. You? I'm good, man. Hey, I just want to throw out, hearing people talk about all these guys on the radio today, and I, I unfortunately have become a draft nerd over the last two years. Um, so I just wanted to throw out some stats for some people maybe that didn't know. Yeah. So you guys have been talking about Jalen Williams from Santa Clara. He was actually yeah. 49% from three uh, catch and shoots, not 44. So he's actually oh, 49. Okay. Catch and shoots. Okay. And, okay. And, and the, thing, the thing about Chet that I like, and people haven't really been talking about it, is Jabari Smith was 42% from two, and Chet was 70% from two. That's a, that's now, a great stat, man. Hey, thanks for bringing that up. That That yeah, is a great stat. One thing on, on the Dian guy, too, uh, on the Dian guy, he, so his first eight games, he shot like 8% from three. It's horrible. But his last 15, he shot like 37. So, you know, there's a little bit of promise there, not a whole lot, but a little bit. Okay, okay. And and yeah, then the, yeah, the other guy, the other Jalen Williams guy, I, I really honestly think he will make the team. Derek Murray, I don't know if you know who Derek Murray is. He he was a scout that worked in the front office with Ben Presti, and he's gone on his own recruit, recruiting service kind of thing, and he said that we were going to love this guy. He's got well, a high motor, good rebounder, good defender, so, and he's 6'10", 240, so I think he might. You know, well, yeah, you're right, and he, and he and he was a high second round pick. It's not like he's a late second round pick. When you're at 34, yeah, you yeah, you got you got a chance. But right now they got so, 20 men on their roster. I mean, oh, I know they're going to have to cut him down. Unfortunately, I think Roby's going to have to go. And I don't know about that. Here, 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 here's the key: Will Dort. The the big question in the off season: Are they going to yeah, sign him to an extension? I, I don't know if you want to pay him $18 million or 17 or whatever he's going to make, but maybe pay him to trade him. I don't know. But I, I think Lou Dort might be on the chopping block, unfortunately, but, or the trade block, anyway. So, And I think Favors, I think they'll probably trade Favors and Jermichael. I think, I think Favors will be traded also. I, 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 I do all. I wonder about Maladon and people like that. Uh, I, that, that you, could, you could give Maladon to the local high school team for all I care. Yeah, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, so, I know he's a good kid, but he's just not my kind of guy. <laughs> Well, anyway, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, that, hey, that stat about the two point percent is a great stat, a great stat. Okay. Thanks, Take Al. care. Take care.
Uh, I like stats, don't you, Tony? They're they're definitive. I mean, there's no okay. lying behind the numbers. We got Professor Tony on the definitive. <laughs> <laughs> the board never lies. <laughs> the board never lies. <laughs> That's what I've always been told. <laughs> oh, a song. This is a tougher one, I can tell you. It's a tougher one. I I, I will say, it's not going to help you. It was an ex-bumper song of mine. Um, how long ago? I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna put the word. Give you a, a hint. Why isn't it? Lie is in the title of the. The title. One of the words in the title is lie. Ooh, um, thinking, huh? Yeah, that's a. Um, am I gonna hate myself after this? No, you're not. This is tough. This is the tough one. It's a very tough one. Uh, so, uh, all right, hang on. Let me. This I got to throw something out there. Okay. So you can laugh. Okay, I like laughing. <laughs> um, all right, you may have heard this. Go ahead. Little lies. Get Fle the hell out of here! I don't want to hear no any more. No, no. Give me Jan Bradley. Jan Bradley. Jan Bradley. You've heard this song, I guarantee it. Bet you had to. It was bumper music of mine. Mama Didn't Lie by Jan Bradley. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mama didn't lie. She didn't lie. Mama didn't lie. She didn't lie. Here comes that boy at the screens. Making eyes at me again. Do they all think that I'm a toy? To yes, be played with by every boy. Yes, they do. <laughs> You know, I think about it. She either had to have been thinking because she had been very promiscuous leading up to that, thinking about what her mom had told her. You can really think of yeah. this song, Al. Yeah. Or from yeah. the get-go, she just said, Mama didn't lie. She taught me these things, and I'm not going to go out and do these things. Yeah, I'm not going to become a toy to be played with by every boy. <laughs> right. <Huh>? right. <laughs> these things internalized by oh, Jan you Bradley. are such a sexist. Uh, <laughs> We are going to come back. I'm here at the Lucky Star. It, what a great place this is. Come on, check it out. Uh, Sweet Escape, Saturdays, $500 drawings. Uh, come out, win some money, have some fun. We're going to come back, take more phone calls. 98.1 FM, WWLS. The Sports Animal. Stay with us. The, uh, what was your question, Tony? We're live and local until 8. This is Matt Pinto. Check out the latest edition of the Thunder Full Court Press at the podcast page at thesportsanimal.com. So I'm just posting the podcast for the Total Dominance Hour, the Dominant Duo. There at thesportsanimal.com, you can download entire shows, maybe get caught up on highlighted interviews. I'll have the Sonny Galloway interview up later on tonight. 
you missed that at the first part of Inside Sports Tonight at 6 with Hal Ashbeck. We'll have that up on the podcast page at thesportsanimal.com so you can get caught up and bookmark thesportsanimal.com. Why don't you click on the podcast page, listen or subscribe to any of the Sports Animal podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Ray is on hold. Ray and we've got one under the line here I'll let Al know about. But in the meantime, Al talks to Ray right now. And I will tell you, Tony, that's my favorite bumper song of this bumper thing. We got about two more weeks, a bit two more weeks in that, but that's a good song. It's the drums of it in his voice. Oh, baby. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. <laughs> so uh, let's get the phones going. Let's go to Ray. You're up, Ray. I couldn't be happier with the draft. There's something to be said for a, a lightweight guy who gets pushed around a lot, and he stays in there. He gets 3.7 blocks a game. That means he's not pushed out and intimidated, right? Because he, he yeah, has to be no. supposed to get a y- Yeah, block, no, you know, I, you know, so. I, I, I love to pick a Holgram. I, I just, I love, I love to pick a Holgram. I, I, I really think he got a chance to be special. I really do. Uh, the stat, he, Ray, that, that, so- that man just called that, okay, Smith might have shot 44% from three-point range, but... He he said whole he shot forty two percent from two point. Holgram shot shot over seventy percent from two point range. He's got good touch, close to the basket, and you know he's a lot. He's really reminds me of Dirk Nowitzki, because I think he's the kind of guy that set out at the corner three, and who's going to block him? You know, you can't yeah, block no, him at seven no, one. Yeah. You, yeah. Suck, you know, it's a it's a. It's like a twenty-two-foot no, layup. I, 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 I like to pick more and more, and I've told you this, Ray. Over the last month or so, six weeks, I kept on reading. I was, you know, a little back apprehensive, but no, I, 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 I think he got a chance to be a, a, a star in this league. Some, something very, very unusual. And we have something called lookism. Just because a guy doesn't look that good. Oh, we don't want him. I'll tell you who didn't look that good, really, was uh, Steph Curry. When you looked at him, he, he looked oh, yeah, a little too small. Right. Yeah. Couldn't play defense. Yeah, and couldn't and, take the, you know, all, all the, uh, you know, the physicality of the NBA, right? Yeah. That's right, and they took Johnny Flynn when they could have took Steph Curry. That's, and I that's forget a, which one. It, yeah, Minnesota Timberwolves took, took Johnny Flynn. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, I was just going to have a shout out to my buddy Don from Alba. He's a big NBA, fan, okay. And I'm sure he's he's going to be happy. Hey, keep up the great work, thanks, man. Ray. Famer. See you, Travis. How you doing, Travis? Oh, my man, I'm great. How you doing? Good, very good. Thank you. I'm doing great because that Thunder draft that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, it, hopefully it, it's going to be. Uh, I like the direction this this the team's going. I really do, really, really well, do. My favorite part of being a Thunder fan is we got a GM who's pro- more, you know, as proven as you can get, as well informed as you can get. He's going to make the best decision. I don't ever question really 
when he's making it. Well, but he made some great picks and he's made some really bad picks. So it goes both ways, okay? Sure. Well, these are all top 12 picks. He's missed one. Uh, yeah, you're right. No, the, he's made, yeah. Uh, the the Aldridge kid was not, you know, from Kansas was not a good pick. But other than that, he's, he's done well. So, no, it, it's exciting. And the people here got to be exciting. There are better days. The future's going to get better. Uh, Holgram got a chance to be very, very, very special. Well, and I get that it's fun for us common folk to try and be NBA draft scouts for a week or whatever, but just rest assured, Thunder fans, we got the best GM. He he knows what he's doing, and people should be encouraged that we chose Holmgren still over Smith. They liked him that much, you know. You're right. Like so. Everyone just rest assured, you know, don't question. Don't question Presty, and Presty we trust. All right. Okay, Travis, see you. How about all those people? Everybody had uh, Jabari Smith or, or some had Hogan going one. Uh, oh, no one had. All those experts with the brackets, they were totally wrong. Nobody had a clue what Orlando was going to do, Tony. Nobody. There's some people in Vegas that want some money, right? Yeah, that's when the things change. When two days before it, uh, it, it, when Holger moved up front and the, the betting was going nowhere, and so somebody found out, and then, oh, about the, the draft started about 6.05, about, uh, about 7.05, at 6.45, Giddy rents me, uh, Ben, 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 ben was a minus, Six thousand to go, number one. So, someone found out then it was definitely happening. And as soon as we knew that, we knew he was going number one when uh, the that that happened in Vegas. So interesting. So yeah, interesting. Isn't it amazing that sometimes when you're reading what's going to happen in sports, figure out what's going on in Vegas, right? They know what's really going on. Yeah, um, they know what's really going on there. Yeah. So they 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 know exactly what's going on. So uh, I thought that was very interesting. Four oh five nine hundred, uh, WLS. Let's go to Thunderman. What's up, TM? It's your boy Al. How you doing today? Good. You? How, how's everything going, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm very happy with the results, and um, you know, I, with the draft. I mean. And I thought it was pretty funny because uh, just to reference a point in NBA history, a few years ago, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies had a player named Dylan Brooks, of course, but they also had Marshawn Brooks. And they tried to make a trade with the Suns, and the Suns thought they were getting Dylan Brooks until the very end of the trade. So it was like a bad deal on the streets, if you know what I mean. But I noticed the Thunder got two uh, kids with the same name, just different spelling. Jalen Williams. So I was thinking they could try to use that as trade trade ammunition in the future. They might be like, "We're giving you the Williams kid, but you're not getting the Williams kid." Yeah, so you're not I wanted getting, to see what you thought about that. Yeah, you're not getting you're not getting the guy out of Santa Clara. You're getting the guy out of Arkansas. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and Sam Presti. If anybody could pull the wool over somebody else's eyes, it would be him. I don't know if he'd want to sully anybody's trust like that, but if he was ever willing to burn a bridge. You know, that would be the thing to do. But, no, hey, you, thanks for taking yeah. my call hey, as always, Al. I appreciate you, you, bud. Thank you. See ya. 
Line to open. Call. Let us talk. As um, I think Sunday and Monday, it's going to be the 80s, Tony. I heard like a cool front moves through. For about a couple of days, and, it's going to be, and no rain in sight. <laughs> well, that is uh, July. Yeah, but usually sometimes you get thunderstorms and everything, Every and we were in June. I mean, we're in June. Come on. You, you, now, next uh, Friday this time, we will be in July. And what does that mean next week, Tony? Um, you're closer to vacation, I know this. And a three-day weekend. Oh, that's right. Fourth of July on a Monday. Huh? I like that. It is nice. Yeah, we talked. Do you like the holiday on the Friday or the Monday? I kind of think I like it on the Monday. I'm with you on that. Because it shortens the week ahead. Yes. So, uh... I like that, but yeah, we got the, and also starting next Friday, NBA free agency. Uh, what's going to happen then? Is Durant going to want out of Brooklyn? Is where is uh, Kyrie Irving going to wind up? Uh, we got all kind of fascinating. The NBA just uh, to follow it all year long. They always got something going on. I think is really, 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 really fascinating and. Uh, Again, we got OU baseball tomorrow, playing Mississippi uh, for the national championship, two out of three. Oh, you got a huge pitching edge tomorrow, huge. So um, they have to win tomorrow. Have to win tomorrow. That that is because uh, I don't know, you know, they, they threw their best pitcher yesterday, so uh, he may not be able to come back until if there's a game to I wonder why they're not throwing their number two guy tomorrow. But uh, anyway, uh, well, I guess what they'll try to do is throw their number two guy on Sunday, and then I guess uh, if it goes three, uh, try the best guy on a on a, on a Monday. So uh, we will see what happens uh, 405 900 is our lucky star line. Derek, what's happening? Man, Al, I got to tell you something pretty cool. You're going to like this story. Uh, somebody you know quite well did something really cool yesterday. Uh, my brother, he turned, he turned, it was his birthday yesterday. Anyway, he's a farmer's insurance agent in, uh, in, uh, Colorado and his boss somehow pulled some strings and got your buddy, uh, Barry Switzer to, to send my brother a happy birthday message, uh, a video. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, my brother said it was the coolest. My brother said it was the cool because my brother's a huge OU fan, and he said it was the coolest present that he's received in a long time. He said it was so cool to have Barry Switzer wish him happy birthday, man. It, you'll have to, when you talk to Barry next, you'll have to tell him that uh, one of your callers yeah. called in and said, man, my brother just appreciated that so much, man. I mean, Barry's just so cool. Oh, uh, like, that that is really cool. That uh, I could see Barry doing something like that. That's really cool, really cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was like, I don't even, I don't even know how that dude got the got. You know, it was something called Cameo or something, some kind of like thing. I guess this company called Cameo or something does or something that maybe they were able to reach out to him and get him to you know do the video for you know and say happy birthday. But it was just cool that he did that for somebody you know he's never met before. That that's a great that's a great that's great I love that stuff. 
Yeah, I was pretty impressed. Like my brother, yeah. my brother even sent it to he sent it to me. I got to like open up the link and get the. I got to hear it. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool right there. That is that's very very cool. I love yeah. <laughs> that, that's good stuff. Appreciate it. Um, man, uh, that was an interesting draft. I mean, my Spurs got that guy from uh, Baylor. I, I guess that's a pretty good pick. That's what I'm hearing. You yeah, know, we'll he, see. He he can't shoot the ball a lick. He's a hell of a defense player. Shot fifty something three uh, percent from the free throw line. Uh, I mean, dude. I mean, <laughs> I think I think he had a score in basketball, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, they had like three first round picks. The Spurs did. We'll see if they all turn out, man. I mean, uh, it's uh, you know, they were like rebuilding stuff. In- yeah, and you know, Popovich isn't one to like tank so it's like you know he doesn't believe in that so yeah. I, it's like well they're gonna be bad they're not gonna be in the playoffs so uh good luck yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna be yeah. a while for the spurs are relevant again i think no no uh, you, you're totally right totally correct Derek. absolutely i mean unless they get lucky and another tim duncan falls in their last that, that was yeah. a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I I, well, yeah, getting Duncan and Robinson back-to-back is unbelievable. Uh, one last question, Al. I want to ask sure. you, uh, a, a Thunder buddy of mine really believes Kevin Durant's going to come back to the Thunder in a couple of years. Do you, what, what, what's your odds of Kevin Durant coming back in a couple of years? Tony, you want to play it? Zero point zero. That's that good enough? So you're telling me no chance. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Okay. And you haven't heard you haven't heard anything about that, right? By, no. By any of no. The, no. Nobody. Zero. Okay, that's okay. what I was. Okay. okay. All right. Take care. See ya. Let me ask you, know, you this. I yeah. I had seen something, and I sent this to you yesterday. I've seen it in a couple of places, and I heard of Westbrook. Yes, and I heard the no. morning TV people talking about it too. Yeah. Now, if, if Woj talks about it, I'll listen, okay? Okay. Who do you think, let me ask you, who do you think comes back first if either of them do come back? Oh, it would be Westbrook. Right. So, uh, but Thunder ain't taking that salary on or whatever. They're trying to rebuild. You don't need Russell Westbrook in a rebuild. I mean, you got to get the young guys playing. So there's zero chance of that happening. You know, do you know that? Uh, on Kirby Enthusiasm, Tony, the the lady that plays Susie, that she's always cursing at Larry and everything. Yes. I, I, I Someone sent me a... Someone knew her and got for her to send a birthday message to somebody. And she she did it, and she called the dude every F thing, and it was a, one of the... She, uh, it was a total birthday wish like a character was. Oh, that's great! She it was, like, was hilarious. How I much mean, like that? Something like that cost? What do you What do you I, think? The I don't know. Is? That's that's a great question. I that that they can make a lot of money doing that, right? I wonder how much Barry picked up off of that. I know. Yeah, I, I, I mean that people do that, and uh, but you got to have like it's going to be like Susie, which is a really funny message and everything. Not like just, hey, happy birthday. This is Barry, you know, right? <laughs> right, right. 
So uh, that I thought that was really, really good stuff. We are here at the Lucky Star in Concho. Uh, check it out. Uh, every day they got something new out here. Every single day. Plus they got two uh, gigantic game rooms. They got blackjack out here. Great restaurant, bars. Uh, uh, people have a lot of fun. So come on out here. Lucky Star in Concho. We have one more segment. We're going to come back right here on 98.1 FM. WWLS. The Sports Animal. Stay with us. Isn't that unbelievable? I think so. Al's live and local until 8. Breaking sports news happens here first. Let's get on this situation uh, right away. You've always heard it first from WWLS. The Sports Here, 405-900-WWLS. You can call right into the studio. The Lucky Star Lines. Trade Pros, Ethan Air Sports Animal Text Nation. Line to opt in. You can text Animal to 62582. And then you can text that number 62582. One more short segment of Inside Sports. Anthony is patiently awaited to get the stop set there. So we're going to get him on with Al Eshbeck right now. I couldn't sleep at all last night. Take your phone calls. We're going to take one last call. Anthony, you're on the animal. Talk to me, please. This is a great story. You appreciate, Al. Hey, thank you, man. My little grandsons came over on Father's Day. They just discovered YouTube and really got into sports. They said, hey, Papa. What, guys? You ever heard this guy named Wayman Tisdale? I said, yeah, buddy. He's pretty good. Well, anyway, they show me the shot where he beat Carl Malone at the buzzer. And how, you talking about, how about wait, Wayman? You talking about Wayman? Yeah, when he beat Carl Malone at the buzzer. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The bounce seven, in eight. Dallas. Yeah. Down in Dallas. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it was. Yeah, overtime how, game. Overtime game. They showed me how high it bounced. I said, yeah, I know, buddy. I was sitting there and I had a heart attack holding my breath waiting for it to come down. <laughs> Uh, 1985. <laughs> yep. Uh, yes, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. No, but they just, I just thought it was cool how they're like, hey, they're the same thing I am. Just neat That's deal. really cool. That's really, really cool. That's hey, really between cool. Ma- between yeah. Manning and Yules, who's going to tackle somebody on defense for Texas? I'm just wondering about that. Who's going to what? Who's going to tackle somebody on defense between them two? Texas? I mean, they give it. Yes. Yeah, I don't mean. We'll we'll see. I mean, they, it it. Um, you know what? I, I I'm not going to believe anything till I see it with them. Okay. No, I mean they gave up 50 plus in every game they lost. Yeah, yeah. Last just, year, including Kansas. Yeah. So yeah, we'll it's see. a joke. We'll see. Hey, thanks, man. See ya. Uh, and I got you to do nothing this weekend. Big fat zero. Yeah. Big fat zero. Uh, what about your neighbors? Um, there might be an opportunity I'll watch for the cake lady. Now, the other side, I've lost all hope. I, I The entertainment value is gone. Um, but I'll look and see. You might want to go pit the pet the pull, uh, pit bull. Oh, yeah, lose a hand or two. That's <laughs> a great idea. <laughs> That's going to do it for me. I'll be back on Monday at 4. Good night, Oklahoma. Here's the 
Don't you come back no more. You can't mean that. Don't you come back no more. Oh, now, baby, please. What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Pop, along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's always football season, wherever you listen.